This wall is not our home. We are just passing through. We are like aliens and strangers here. Philippians 3.20 says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Hi, citizens of heaven. This is Princess Vivian. Happy New Day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What do you say? Remus. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day like this. We bless your holy name, Father. We worship you, we adore you, we glorify you. Thank you for being our Father, for loving us with an everlasting love, for all your blessings, your favors, your benefits toward us. Thank you, Father. We ask you to be with us. Open our hearts and minds, our understanding. Teach us your word through your Holy Spirit. Show us what you want us to see. Help us to hear what you want us to hear. Remind us what you have told us that we have forgotten and give us the grace to put them into practice. Remove all distractions today from us, Father. Help us to concentrate. Speak to each heart what you know that he or she needs today. We ask you of this, Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our topic today is living as citizens of heaven. Hebrews 12, 14 says, For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Here on earth, we have no lasting city. No matter how beautiful your home is or the city where you are living is, it's not gonna last. Everything is depreciating. We do not have a lasting city here on earth. The Bible says that we are citizens of heaven. There we have a lasting city. First John 2 17 says, And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. The world is passing away. Everything is passing away. Think about the people you know. Some of them have died. Everything is passing away. 1 Peter 1.4 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept for you in heaven. Woohoo! I don't know about you. I love that verse. Kept for me in heaven. It's to tell us, hey, you are just an alien. You're passing through. Don't camp here. Don't forget who you are and don't forget where you're going. You have an inheritance in heaven. Jesus says that he 
he's going to prepare a place for us in heaven, a mansion. And when he's done, he's going to come take us. It's because we are not citizens of this place called earth. Ephesians 2.19 says, So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. You are a member of the household of God, a fellow citizen with the saints. Who are the saints? Believers. The believers in Christ. If you believe in Christ, you are a member of the household of God, a citizen of heaven, a fellow citizen with the saints. All the believers here on earth and those who have passed on, they are there enjoying. And our time is coming when we'll go and inherit our inheritance that God has kept for us in heaven. And guess what? If God prepared that inheritance, I tell you, it's going to be so awesome. It's going to be good. Nothing you have ever dreamt about. You will be so surprised. Surprise, surprise. If you know that you are a citizen of another country, and the present country where you are living is passing away. How will that shape your way of living? The Bible says that we believers are, are citizens of heaven. We do not belong to this earth. Let's look at how citizens of heaven should live. How do we live as citizens of heaven here on earth? I believe you know already how you should be living. But this is just a reminder. Hey brother, hey sister, don't forget who you are and where you're going. That's just what I'm doing. Citizens of heaven live according to the word of God. So the Bible is the owner's manual, the manual for the citizens of heaven. Let's look at some of them. Colossians 3.1 says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Citizens of heaven have been raised with Christ. So they seek the things above, where Christ is seated, and not things here on earth. Here on earth, things are so chaotic. If you pursue things on earth, you will forget where you go. So this is just a reminder that you do not belong here. Is it worth it? Whatever it is you're pursuing with all your life right now, is it worth it? You're going to leave it in no distant time and go to the real place. This place is like uh, a dress rehearsal that we are doing here in preparation for the real thing up there. Hallelujah. I can't wait to get there. I know it's going to be awesome. Nobody has ever gone there and agreed to come back here. Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What are you pursuing? Whatever it is, the word of God says that we who have been made citizens of heaven are to pursue and seek first, seek first, first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything the master says that we should be doing, that's what we should be doing. We seek the kingdom first 
and all these things that we pursue money fame education knowledge all these things will be added you see nobody has gone to heaven because he has a phd i am not mocking phd nobody has gone to heaven because of what he or she has by the time you are dying you are not thinking about any of those there are a lot of people who are sick today they are billionaires but their money cannot buy them health is to tell you that all these things are not gonna lead us anywhere we will leave them here we will all leave them down here ephesians 5 1 says therefore be imitators of god as beloved children citizens of heaven imitate their father in heaven we are to imitate our heavenly father he is a very good father then he wants us to be good to others we ask him for the grace to do that the greater one the holy spirit that lives in us helps us to do all these things that he wants us to do because we cannot do them in our own strength so we imitate our father the bible says that he is good to both the good and the bad so he does good we are to imitate him to love just like he loves the bible says that the love of god has been poured into our hearts through the holy spirit that lives in us so we can love as god loves we just have to begin to practice it because the love is in us already we imitate our father that's what you and i are supposed to be doing as citizens of heaven philippians 2 1 to 5 says if there is any encouragement in christ any comfort from love any participation in the spirit any affection and sympathy complete my joy by being of the same mind having the same love being in full accord and of one mind do nothing from rivalry or conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Citizens of heaven do not think about themselves. They think about others. They count others before they count themselves. They love and forget themselves. That is what we are called to do. He says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility. Everything should be out of humility. No rivalry. Because you are going nowhere with that. It's going to end here. No envying others because of what they have. But appreciate others. Appreciate the gift that God has given others. If you want that gift, why not ask? God told David, why did you take Bathsheba? I gave you the wife of your master. I gave you this and gave you that. And if that is not enough, you could have asked me and I would have given you more. Why did you take another's? So there is no need for rivalry here because we are citizens of heaven. Guess what? Your rival is going to be your next door neighbor in heaven. God wants us to live in love like he lives. So it says that we should have this mind which is in Christ. And what is the mind of Christ?
Christ. Verses 6 to 8 say, Who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself even more by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Wow. This is an epitome of humility. Jesus Christ our Lord, who is and was God, but he did not count equality with God as something that he cannot drop. He did not count it as something to hold on to, never to leave alone. But he set it aside and came as a human being. He came and obeyed the Father to the last. He said that he did not do anything that he wanted to do. He did everything that the Father told him or he saw the Father doing. The same way we citizens are supposed to have the same mind, the mind of humility, mind of emptying ourselves of whatever we think we are. We are nothing apart from God. We are told to have the mind of Christ and Christ has a mind of not grasping whatever he thinks he has or his Godhead being God as something not to leave. He left it and came as a human and functioned as a human. That is what it, it means to leave, to set aside his divinity. He did not stop being God, but, but he did not use any of his powers as God on earth. He has to listen to the Father and do what he told him to do. Acts 5.29 says, But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. How many of us are obeying men rather than God? When something happens, when we are supposed to stand up as Christians, we chicken out. Instead of obeying God, we compromise and obey men. Citizens of heaven are to obey God. No matter what the consequences are. Look at Peter and the other apostles. In this place, they were not having fun, but they had to stand. They stood for the Lord. And they said, oh, whatever you want to do to us, do to us. We will obey God and not man. That is where we know who is who and how serious you are with God. When things like that happen, are we going to be able to stand and say, no, I'm going to obey God? We are to obey people, we, especially those in authority. But when it comes to compromising the values of God, then we have to say, no, we have to obey God rather than men. Because these people were telling them to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Lord told them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. Who are you going to obey now? That's why they made that, that statement. That's what we are supposed to be doing as citizens of heaven. If that kind of a thing comes up in our lives, we should be able to say exactly that and stand on it. Come rain, come shine. What John 2.15 says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Citizens of heaven 
are not supposed to love the world because you will get carried away and forget that you are an alien. By all means, enjoy life here as the Lord directs you. That's the key. As the Lord directs you, enjoy whatever he gives you and whatever you ask of him, he will give you. If you believe it, enjoy all these things, but do not forget who you are and where you're going. Do not pursue them at the expense of God, at the expense of the time you are supposed to spend with the Lord. Let them not be your God. He says, if we love the world, it's because the love of the Father is not in us. It's because we do not know how much God loves us. If we know how much God loves us, we know that He will give us anything. We don't need to pursue them. We just need to do what He tells us to do, which is to seek His kingdom and His righteousness. Then all these things we ask, they are going to pursue us. First Peter 2.11 Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. You know, there are a lot of Christians who are living as if they are not Christians. One foot in the world, one foot in the church. You know, Jesus says, if you are lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out. You should be either hot or cold. If you are cold, he will know that you are cold and work to get you to come in. He wants you to be all in or all out so that he will know how to help you out. <laughs> because when you are a Christian and you indulge in worldly things, you will not have, they will mess your inside up. I don't know if you have ever felt that. There will be a lot of struggle going on inside. World War Three will be going on inside of you. You want to pray. Oh no, you don't have the strength to pray. You'll be like, oh, I don't want to pray. Somebody says, have you read your Bible today? Oh my goodness, I don't want to read the Bible. It's because the, whatever you feed more is going to lead you. Whatever you feed grows. If you feed and in yourself with worldly things and indulge in worldly things, guess what? You are going to be farther and farther away from spiritual things. Remember that spiritual life is like swimming against the current. You have to constantly, every day, make the decision not to do this. All those things that you like. I like it to do a lot of things. I like a lot of things. But I tell you what, I do not do a lot of things because I want to grow in this spiritual life. I know it's real. I know it works. So I have to pursue it with all my life. So I have to make a choice. Am I gonna go into the world and enjoy all those things I like and just live a casual, carnal life? Or do you want to live this powerful life that has been given to us? The choice is ours. A lot of Christians are living defeated life defeated life no power but the power house is in us yet it's not working for us why we're not feeding our spirit we are feeding our flesh and the bible says that two of them are antithesis to each other they antagonize each other so that you cannot do what you want to do feed your spirit and you will grow in the
the Spirit. So he's urging us as exiles and sojourners. He says, abstain from the passions of the flesh because they wage war against your soul. They wage real war against your soul. I believe some of you must have noticed it. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Woohoo! Citizens of heaven are sons of God. So they are supposed to be led by the Spirit of God that lives in us. That's why the Father gave us the Spirit. But if we are not led by the Spirit, guess what? We are making the gift of no effect in our lives. The gift of the Holy Spirit. He's just there trying to get our attention, but we will never listen. Always do our own thing. Oh no, I'm gonna do this. Oh no, I'm gonna do that. Whenever he brings up something that we're supposed to do, we cancel it. We override it, override it again and again. Ah, when are we gonna grow then? He's there to help us. We are supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. He knows everything. And He knows what we are supposed to be doing at every point in time, every second of the day. He knows what we are supposed to be doing. So if you are one of those that override the voice of the Spirit, please stop for your own good. 2 Corinthians 6.14 Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness? Wow, you are light. Jesus calls you the light of the world. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the Bible says, what fellowship has light with darkness? You are light, you have no fellowship with the world. You have no fellowship with anything that is not of God. We are told not to be unequally yoked. Unequally yoked is you, light, being yoked with darkness in marriage, in business, or any other thing. We are not supposed to mingle or go into marriage with unbelievers. If you are a believer and you are not married yet, your spouse, should be a believer too. That's what the word of God is telling us today. If you want to go into a business, your partner should be a believer. Because if not, at a point, they will make you compromise. God knows what he is saying because he knows who we are and what is in us and our tendencies. At a point, they will overshadow you and you'll begin to compromise before you know it. You are back to square one. You are back to where they are. That's why he tells us not to be yoked with them. To be yoked with them is to be unequally yoked. You are light. You are up there. And darkness is down here. It's not equal at all. You should not be unequally yoked. You should be looking for someone that is light just like you. Someone who is the righteousness of God just like you. He calls you a believer and calls them unbelievers. He calls you righteousness, calls them lawlessness. He calls you light and calls them darkness. So citizens of heaven do not get entangled 
with worldly things. And citizens of heaven do not get unequally yoked. You are married already, but your spouse is not an unbeliever. The Bible did not say that you should divorce him or her. You being a believer, you never know if God is going to use you to change that person and bring him or her into the kingdom of light. So pray for the person. Ask God to send a laborer to the person, somebody that will speak to him or her the way he or she will understand and give his or her life to the Lord. Do not divorce unless he or she divorces you. Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. We cannot serve God and money. God knows it. But a lot of us do not. Because it's going to take your time and everything you need. Your strength. The Bible says that God is the one that gives us the ability to make wealth. It's not in human strength. It's not about human effort. Okay, It's about God who blesses. It's his blessing. He gives us the, the ability to make wealth. And wealth is not just money, but many people pursue money like crazy. Money is not everything. It will not buy you eternal life. It will not buy you health. You know, we spend our early years pursuing money, pursuing money by all means missing our sleeves and all that, walking even from home, dress your, your body out with no rest. Then we use the money we make then to begin to heal ourselves towards the older years. As you hit 50 or 45, you begin to feel the effect of what you did to your body when you were younger because you were not resting. We are busy pursuing money. What's the benefit of pursuing money and then you get sick at the end and use the money to try to heal yourself. Money cannot buy you eternal life, cannot buy you love, money cannot buy you health, cannot buy you happiness. So God's way is the best. Citizens of heaven are to pursue God's righteousness, God's kingdom, seeking it first and money will come to us. Ask the Lord what you want and he will do it for you. As a matter of fact, you can claim what you want and send ministering spirits to go get them for you. For example, if you need $2,000 at the end of this month, you can claim $2,500. I claim $2,500 at the end of this month. Ministering spirits, go, cause my money to come. Satan, I bind you, take your hands off my money in the name of Jesus. And you keep believing that. And your money will come. God is a God of his word. Just believe him. We don't need to pursue money. God will provide for us. He will put it in someone's heart to bring that money to us. Just trust him. How he will do it does not concern you and I. What is important is that you get your money. Romans 13, 1. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. 
Citizens of heaven obeying the authority. Citizens of heaven subject themselves to this to the governing authority. We obey the, our leaders in the church, our civil leaders at work, wherever there is an authority, we are supposed to subject ourselves to them, except when they begin to tell us something that is contrary to the word of God. Then we are supposed to obey God rather than man in that situation. Citizens of heaven pay their taxes. Remember, Jesus paid his tax. <laughs> do not lie in your taxes, friends. Do not do that. If there are legal ways to reduce your task, by all means, but do not lie and put here, zero here, remove one there, and all that. God sees us. Pay your tax. Then Jesus says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, that is tax. Because Caesar represents government. Then give to God what is God's, tithes, offerings, gifts. Give to God what is God's. Okay? Some people think that when they do that, they will not be they will have less. Guess what? He will bless your 90% and it will go farther than 100% will go. Try it. So we are to obey governing authorities. That's what citizens of heaven do. We stand out because we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. A light is not lighted and put under a bushel, Jesus says. You have to stand it on the hilltop to give light to the whole world. Romans 12, 1-2 I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The sins of heaven are to offer their bodies as a living sacrifice. Our bodies do not belong to us anymore. So we, do, we cannot even do anything we want anymore. Just like Jesus, when he was on earth, did not do what he wanted. He did what the Father told him to do. Citizens of heaven, offer your body to God as a living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. That means you are not going to do what you want to do. Every day, we are, we are going to die to ourselves. We are making choices every day. Choices to please God instead of ourselves. And the Spirit of God is the one that helps us to do that. And the Bible says that that is a spiritual worship, is a way of worshiping God by making sacrifices, choosing to obey God rather than do what I want or others. We are admonished not to conform any longer to this world. Do not allow the world to mold you into its shape, peer pressure, uh, and all that. We should not allow any of that to affect us. They will come and you will feel it but you can ask the Lord, Lord, look at what's happening. Please strengthen me to stand for you, to say no and all that. Every day, all these things confront us. Are we going to obey the Lord or follow the crowd? Every day. But we can always reach out to the Holy Spirit. He is our strengthener and our helper and ask him to please help us. He is supposed to be leading us. 
but we have to submit to him. It's about submission. He's not going to force us because we have been given free will. It's about submission. Every day, submit myself to the Lord, to the Spirit of God, to his leading. He says, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You know, when we are born again, our spirits, we are born again. Our mind and our bodies, we are not. We are told to renew our minds by reading the Word of God and allow the Spirit to remove the old things and all the rubbish in our minds and replace them with what the Word of God says. Our part is to present ourselves to the Word of God. The Spirit is the one that renews our mind, that does the work. We are just to come to the water and start drinking. And he will use the, the word of God to renew our minds. And by so doing, we are going to know what is the perfect, acceptable will of God. Because God wants us to know his will. Some people think that we cannot know God's will. God wants us to know his will. God's will is not mysterious like some people think it is. You can know God's will in everything. If you can't find it in the word of God, ask the spirit of God to show you and be patient for him to show you. These are some of the ways we are supposed to be living as people who have a place that they are going, another country, who are travelers, who are sojourners, aliens. Don't allow whatever that is going on here on earth to sway you from where you're going. You are a citizen of heaven. I'm gonna leave you here today. I bless you. I bless your day, I bless your week, and I bless your family. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.